Welcome to the Make Disciples Podcast, a short weekly podcast of Wildwood Church where we will share topics, ideas, and resources useful to you in your effort to follow Jesus as his disciple. Well, welcome back to Make Disciples and a new podcast episode. My name is Dan Rober and I'm joined again uh, with Heather Terhune. Great to have you here with us. And we are in the middle of a short series that we're doing on this podcast on the concept of studying the Bible, the importance of Bible study in the life of a believer. And in becoming a disciple of Jesus, we want to, well, learn about Jesus. And so the best place that we can do that is by going to the Bible, by studying the Bible. And so we're walking through the steps of Bible study, three very uh, straightforward steps that we can use to understand what the Bible says and what it means and what it means for us in our daily lives. So we want to talk about that first step, this step of observation. So uh, Heather, can you give us a good uh, definition or what do we mean when we say observing the text? What are we talking about? Well, it's simply what does the text say? I mean, looking at um, the scripture, you don't want to start interpreting it. That's what we want to do immediately. We tend to want to find something to meet the needs in our situation at the time. Um, Observation is that has us waiting for that. It has us looking at the text. What does God want to tell us in this by his words, not what does it mean to me immediately. So I think it's just simple. It's just what does it say? And we have to guard ourselves to not start interpreting right away. Yeah. That's actually kind of similar to what we do with everything in our lives, right? I, I mean, we're, we're making observations about things that are around us, about people, about road signs as we're driving. Uh, but here we're just making observations about mm-hmm. scripture and, mm-hmm. and dwelling on it, trying mm-hmm. to understand what is actually being said. Exactly. Exactly. It's like when you are are meeting someone for the first time, you don't know a whole lot about them. So you're going to ask questions to get to know them better. That's the way we approach scripture too, or we should at the beginning, we start asking questions and we want to wonder and ponder and think, and also look, what is this telling me about God? You know, that's something we always, because the Bible is a book about God. So yeah, looking at it from a, a an observation, like if you're up in a fire tower out in the middle of the national forest, what kind of view are you taking? Are you looking at, you know, you're not looking at the pine needles on the trees. You're actually looking at the entire forest and looking at it and seeing, observing what is this. And then you can move yourself down as you come down the tower and look at the details. It seems like we're also talking about the necessity of time where we have to actually set aside time to focus on the text, to look at the text and then to look at it some more. And, and that's really hard for us to do oh, in our yeah. current culture. We, yeah. we move so fast over things. And so just to pause and to say, I'm going to look at this. I'm going to look at it mm-hmm. some more. Yeah. Observation has always been the hardest part of Bible study for me because of that very thing, you know, because you do have to take time and you can't start assuming that you know something. Or even when you look at the text, if you, this is a text that you've known for since you were in what vacation Bible school as a child. And so you think you, you know what it means when you sit down and looking at it and observing it, you have to take all of those voices and move them aside and look at exactly what is God saying it to me right now in his word. And what kind of questions can I ask about that? Yeah. 
So it's can be it can be time consuming. <laughs> yeah, I'm having flashbacks. I, 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 I want I don't want to give away too much of our shared educational pedigree, yeah. but but uh, maybe you remember a time, and I believe everyone does this when we went to the same seminary, yes. and uh, we all had this assignment we had to do where they say make oh, observations. Oh my goodness! Yes, <laughs> you know what I'm talking <laughs> yes, about. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. You make <laughs> observations, and they say go make more go observations. Make yes. yes. Like 20 something observations from what four verses. And then you have to go back and come up with some more. Yeah. (laughs) And it forces you to just stare at it. But I think there's an important point here that whether you're doing it as a, a person who's new to the faith or someone who's been doing this for years and years, there's always something perhaps even new that oh, you gosh, can see. Yes, I agree with that because God's word is alive. And so it's not it's, it's not a static motion. It is moving constantly. And even though the words were written there, I believe in our lives as we are experiencing God through his word, you're going to catch new things. I mean, there's it's, it's so rich, so rich. Yeah. And it never returns void. Isn't that what he says? Never returns void. Absolutely. So, yeah. But, well, let's use an example here. And we're going to do something that's relatively familiar for people. It's Philippians 4.13. Yeah. And Philippians 4.13 is a great example of what I call bumper sticker mm-hmm. Christianity, because it's one of those verses that everyone knows right. and, or, or it shows up at football games or <laughs> yes. on uh, the headline of people's Twitter feeds yes. or those kind of things. Because yes. like Philippians 413, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. As Christians, we believe that. What role does observation do in helping us understand this particular verse better? Yeah. So when you context is key. Always key. So when you take one verse out of context, you can make it mean anything you want to. It can become your mantra. It can be your bumper sticker or any of that. But when you look at the context of Philippians 4 to 13, Paul is talking about contentment. I mean, that is what, you know, he talks about. I have learned to be content when I, you know, when he hasn't had anything, when he's had a whole lot. And so then he says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so when you start looking at through the context of contentment and you're observing the text of, okay, Paul, who was he talking to? What is he saying? And you start asking these questions. What was, did he mean when he said, I can do all things through Christ? What exactly was he talking about? And then you start to see, okay, maybe that verse doesn't actually mean what I think it means. Maybe it doesn't mean that whenever um, I'm sitting here for me personally, I have a big abdominal surgery I have to do as a veterinarian. And I'm like, I can do all things through Christ. I'm going to do this well. Uh, That probably is an an accurate use of that verse, you know? So you start to really see what God intended by those verses when you observe and you begin to ask questions, the who, what, when, where, why, um, when you observe the text and looking at keywords in the text and seeing exactly what does he mean by this? Yeah. So much good stuff there. You, you use those questions, who, what, when, where, why. And those are some very straightforward questions that we can apply to observation. If we're just staring at a page, our eyes can start to gloss over <laughs> yes. sometimes and uh, we just lose our focus. But right. by training our mind to say, well, who is being talked about here? What is yeah. going on? Why yeah. is going on? Things like that help out. But, but you also concentrate on this idea of context and that's really useful. We can study individual verses and every single word of scripture is helpful for us. Mm-hmm. We believe that it is all inspired by God mm-hmm. and it's useful for making us into the people that God wants exactly. us to be. But if we're only focusing on one verse, we can miss an understanding of the broader context. Yeah. Yeah. And that can actually be 
deceptive if, oh, yeah. if we take it too far. Yeah. That Philippians 4.13, I'm, I'm guilty of using that as a bumper sticker verse until I actually studied that passage. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, this is what <laughs> this is what this means for me. And this is a little harder than what I thought. It, that's the reason why Paul was emphatic about it. You know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me because contentment is not an easy thing to do. You know, we can't just be content. So yeah, but through obser- observing the text is how you come to those conclusions. Yeah. Yeah. Some great work. Words here. Yeah. And, and and I'm a little disappointed that I can't fly. You yeah. know, you know, you look at I believe I can do all things yes. and you know, so it's gonna happen. But not so much. Not so, not much. so much. Not so much. But that's all right. Let's be honest, contentment may be just a little bit more useful yeah. in our lives. Well, yes. you know, yes. That's one of those things that we can be swayed by, but because of what Jesus does for us, we can be content, whether rich or poor in whatever circumstances whatever that we are circumstances, in. Whatever circumstances, yeah. Jesus provides a center for us. That's right. That's a good word. Well, step one, observation, just paying attention to what the text says. So in our next time, we're going to be continuing this process through Bible study and talking about the step of interpretation. What does the text mean? So we're looking forward to that in our next episode.